So are we going to start the podcast or just like... Let's do it. Let's do it. Come on. Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything funny to say about it. We got it. this, yo. Uh, that's not what we're going to say. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say delete. Yes. Delete, delete, delete. Hello, fellow youths. I can also be a child. To get lit in here. Cool. That was the intro and this is going to be weird. <laughs> Welcome to HBU Confidential for you entertainers and interlopers, you educators and inspirers. This is the place for you to find out exactly what goes into the college admissions process. My name is Ryan Dillon. I work at High Point University. My name is Sarah Schultz. I also work at High Point University. And I'm Heidi Label. Go figure. I also work at High Point University. <laughs> and if you're at the HPU Confidential and you thought that somebody else who didn't work here was going to be on the podcast, you were surely mistaken. <laughs> but this is a place where we're going to be able to answer your questions. We're going to be able to cover more topics about what really goes into getting into those colleges like High Point in North Carolina. So we've got some questions that were sent in via email. We're going to have our Instagram posts as well. So you're going to be able to DM us any questions that you might have. But Heidi has got some questions for us. We're going to go through some questions, give our honest answers of how we think uh, is the best way to go about these kind of questions. Right, guys? Yes, these are the commonly asked common app questions, really. So these are things that we've always been asked. So we're gonna try and answer your question. Because yeah. if we don't answer your questions, who will? The internet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Cool. Yeah, that's really <laughs> optimistic. But yeah, so we gathered a bunch of these questions. These are just some of the most common ones, but definitely if you have any, send them our way. We want to help you out. We want to answer them for you. The number one thing, though, I think I always get asked, not just about the application, but really just about college as a whole, is just how important is it for students to actually know what they want to major in during that application process and while they're looking at colleges. So so guys, how would you kind of answer that when, when students ask you? I always tell my students and applicants that it you do not need to know what you want to major in. That is not a deciding factor. Undeclared is one of our top 10 majors here at High Point. There is a reason for that, and it's because not everybody knows the exact path that they want to go on. We have an amazing program here called Project Discovery, but it definitely... It, you do not need to know exactly at the age of 17 or 18 what it is that you want to do for the rest of your life. Let us help you do that. And um, Yeah, no, I 110% I agree. If you're looking to go into a specific field and you've always wanted to be a veterinarian or you always wanted to be a, a doctor, go for it. Like We're not saying that you're not able to have those aspirations if you come in with those majors great but you don't need to have it to be able to be successful in your college career it just it can kind of happen and like i had i were i graduated with a communications degree and i'm now going into education with my masters it completely changes over the your lifetime and you may never actually be in the major that you graduated with and you know what that's okay we're just here to help make sure that we're navigating you down the road to the job and career that you would like and getting the major along the way. Yeah, I completely agree with that as well. I mean, Ryan, you said you're a communication major. Mm -hmm. um, I studied biology. Uh, I still love the sciences, still a bit of a science nerd, but I have also made a career out of education and love it. 
Um, so no, you don't need to know exactly what you want to major in, especially here at High Point for sure. Um, I will say that one of the things that you know we talk about here a lot at High Point is, is demonstrating interest in the university though. Even if you don't know what you want to major in, you should know what schools are really of interest to you and the schools that you're, you're really thinking about pretty seriously. So um, COVID-19, the elephant in the room for uh, oh, 2020, um, Clearly 2020 has, uh, has impacted students' abilities to travel and visit the colleges, right. for us as counselors to be able to travel to our respective areas. Um, so I feel like a lot of students are kind of stressed out about just how to demonstrate that interest without actually being able to physically visit the school. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if you guys have had that kind of question or that type of feedback before. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult, right? You're you're trying to get a feel of what your next four years is going to be like in the university you're going to choose, right? And you only have a finite amount of time. You don't have forever to be able to say, yeah, this is going to be good, or oh, I have time to go and visit so-and-so. You have from junior year until the end of your senior year. That sounds like a, a long time. Two years sounds like a long time. But when you factor in everything else that you're doing, other holidays, it's not you're not gonna be able to go to everywhere. Um, so I really say pr prioritize those. Prioritize which visits you're gonna go to in person. Not every one of them are going to be able to offer you an in-person thing. So maybe try to see if they have any virtual options. Definitely check out their Instagram. Make sure you're checking out uh, there's Snapchat. A lot of schools also have those. Uh, they do the Day in the Lives. I know High Point has the Day in the Life series, and we also have a beautiful virtual tour that we also offer for students. So making sure that you're taking advantage of those virtual options, because right now that's the best you're going to have. Even if you want your admissions counselor to take a picture of outside and send it to you to make sure that it's not fake, like we'll be able to do stuff like that to be able to make sure you're getting and making the right choice. And Ryan is a fantastic photographer, too. No. So he is. He is. Well, and going on that as well, I, I always tell um, my students, too, you know, part of our jobs as admissions counselors is to try and make this college application process as stress-free as possible. And you all have made it a little more hard during a pandemic, but we are going to do everything we can to try and help you. So video calls, I video call with... My students, every day I set up calls, inquiry calls, we do virtual college fairs, and so we're really starting to adapt to it. So just find whatever works for you and what you feel comfortable with. Yeah, I will say, I feel like a lot of people have said like, oh, can you imagine if COVID had happened in like 1990? And no, I can't, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. Really cool hairstyles though. A lot of the extreme everything. Yeah, yes, absolutely. cool, um, tears for fears are still a thing. That's the best part. Uh, the disadvantage, though, of if it had happened in 1990, you would not have the technology True. that we have today in 2020. So definitely utilize us, like like Sarah and Ryan were both saying, for sure. Um, one of the things, Sarah, you mentioned was doing the visits at the high schools mm -hmm. as well. Um, personally, I love visiting my high schools and meeting my students and their counselors. Like, seriously, guys, if you're listening, I miss you just as much as you're missing being able to visit she the colleges. Does. She's really crying. Do. 
right now. It's so crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, one of those things is working with the high schools. We as counselors do develop those relationships. We get to know a lot of the uh, different students who are applying from there. And I do have some schools where I get a lot of applications from the exact same school. Mm -hmm. So we want to put to rest some of the myth of, you know, that concern, that fear of if a lot of people are applying, how does that impact your specific uh, application? So Sarah, how do you kind of deal with that? You have an area where we get a lot of students from the same high schools. Yeah, um, it absolutely does not impact it negatively for Mm. me and my territory at all. I think it's great when we get a huge number of applications from a specific school. To me, that shows that it's working. I'm working with the counselor. The counselor sees what High Point has to offer. That's a positive thing. So it doesn't at all diminish anyone's chances if there's a lot of people applying from that same school. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, I, I, we hear horror stories of how the things used to be with trying to keep schools elite. Um, High Point's not that kind of way. The way that we're trying to make sure that we're staying at one of those top institutions isn't by restricting our enrollment, but really making sure we're putting a priority in those grades and really making sure we're putting a priority in the students that we're bringing in, not so much how uh, where they're coming from, but how many are up to the standards of being somebody that, that can go to High Point University, so. Thanks for, for clearing that up and everything. Yeah. Uh, Mythbusters. I love this, yeah, it's yes. a lot of fun. And this is like pretty normal for us. I feel like though we get these questions pretty much every single day, so it's they're not dumb questions if you've ever thought about these questions or how the, the sausage gets made in a weird, <gasps> awkward way of saying, Alexander uh, no, 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 we will not get, de- <laughs> get demonetized in the first podcast. <laughs> Um, and we're done. We're already lost it. We lost all the money. We lost all the fame, <laughs> all the fortune. One Hamilton reference and Lin-Manuel Miranda has completely destroyed us. He uh, seems what... like too nice of a guy to do yeah. that, let's be honest. I know that you have another question. I do. So that's kind of some of the things about the application process and, you know, kind of the bigger picture things. But a lot of students always have more specific questions. One that we got all of the time, multiple people were wondering, how in-depth do we really look at the essay? Do we actually even read the essay uh, when we're reviewing those applications? And Ryan, I know you have a couple years of being a counselor now, so how do you kind of view the essay? Yeah, this isn't my first rodeo, as they say, and I never have been in rodeo. Um, I'm from New Jersey. The closest thing we have from rodeo is like a Ferris wheel. Um, But for uh, when it comes to essays, the biggest piece of advice I give to students is this is a way for us to get a peek into who you are as a person outside of your transcript and outside of just what we see on a, a numerical basis. We see your grades. We see how you do in the classroom, but we can't see the clubs and activities and how they mentally affect you or how they emotionally affect you or how they emotionally grew you as a person. So I tell my students, take that advantage, take that way of showing, hey, this is going to be me. This is who you're admitting. You want that, right? You want somebody to accept you for the person that you are, not only as your grades, but as your character and as you you develop throughout your process. So definitely making sure that that's what you're concentrating on. You're concentrating on showing a little bit of yourself. And then if you can brag a little bit, why not? You know, like put a little bit of the the sprinkles on the top, make sure that Sunday looks nice. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I always want to try and convey that this is the time where I can actually get to know you from what I can't see on paper. I can see your grades. I can see your clubs and activities. But tell me something about you that makes you unique. Why would you be a good fit for High Point University? And why would High Point University be a good fit for you? Let me get to know you. I definitely have a box of tissues next to me. I have been brought to tears. I have laughed out loud. So I really love getting to know you on a personal level and you know and that I remember them I mean we all have stories right. of the amazing essays that we've had so really take the time and make it unique and individual just don't write something that you think we want to hear that's the one piece of advice I think I always say don't write what you think we want write what is natural to you yeah exactly yeah. what about you Heidi no, exactly the same. And I mean, I think something that both of both of you guys have said a little bit already is is to make it personal. You know, Sarah, you were just saying that where it doesn't have to be this earth shattering thing. You know, as much as I would love one of my students applying here at High Point to have found a cure to COVID, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you haven't yet. It's going to be if, one of my students first. Sure. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but if it's something, you know, earth shattering and wonderful like that, yeah, brag about yourself. Absolutely. Tell me how awesome you are. But it can be the tiniest little thing. It can be your favorite pencil that you always, you know, use on every single test. And that's just really important to you. And I don't know, just something so small and insignificant. But if it's important to you and who you are and what makes you you, that's that's the best part. Um, you know, that's the thing that I'm really looking for in the essay. Um, it's also a great chance for us, like, you know, Ryan, you were saying, to to jump off the page a little bit and really get to know who you are. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not just facts and figures. The essay allows you to, to speak about who you are and your truth in your own words, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, one thing, though, that I will say, and I don't know if you guys have seen this a lot, but that punctuation, mm-hmm. grammar. Make sure oh. somebody looks at that. Please, red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah. That I think that I think that is my number one pet peeve of reading the essays. Let's talk it's... about pet peeves. Mine is people <laughs> not holding the door for me. Yours is when people don't punctuate. No Heidi? punctuation. I'm like, who? Is it feelings? Feelings. Cool. Just have someone <laughs> proofread it. It can be your brother, sister, cousin, mom. It doesn't have to be a teacher. Just have right. someone proofread it and they will just be able to see, oh, you know, you forgot. You know, you did this whole run-on sentence. This whole thing has commas. You know, there's no there's no capitalization. Just make sure that, you know, you're taking the time to actually finish the project. Right. Now, say a student does, though, have those, you know, run-on sentence for 500 words. Um, If they hit that submit button, can they go back and change anything? I don't think so. Dun, dun, dun. Not at all. No. What? (laughs) We learn things together. But there's a little caveat to that, though. You cannot make changes on your common application when you apply. But. But. Big but. (laughs) But if you would like to add something, you can reach out to your admissions counselor and say, please add this to my application. Do it. And we can do that for you. So yes, when you submit it, it's it's gone. It's it's in cyberspace. But just know that little things can be changed if you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just sent that. Yep. That was my rough draft. I totally didn't mean that. 
then okay, send us the final draft. Let us know. We'll update it. Yeah, we can attach it to your file. Yeah. It, it, we, we joke that it seems like a life and death situation, yeah. but really a lot of things can be changed after the, uh, after the fact, but you have to make the initial impact of reaching out to us as admissions counselors because we don't know. If you meant to send the, the, the one draft and you sent the rough draft, well, how do I know if that's a rough draft or the regular draft or the draft you edited three times? You a lot know, of drafts. Lots of drafts. You know, I'm very that's what prepared. you should do doing that. You should have you a couple should have drafts, a lot of drafts, right? Yeah. yeah, 100%. Absolutely. More the merrier. No. Um, what's the next question? Yeah, so um, kind of stemming off of that, though, and just making sure that uh, there are no mistakes, things like that. How important is it for people to submit the application as soon as it opens versus waiting until those deadline dates, which for most colleges isn't for a while? For me, I personally think that you should wait to the deadline dates. You really should. I know everybody from who's listening to this right now is literally listening and saying, he's probably going to say, just go for it. Just send it. Don't send it. Please don't send it. Don't do it for a meme. Don't do it because you can put it on TikTok. Don't send it. Please. We. I'm, I'm saying this because you will get so much more opportunities to be able to edit that, edit that down. Make sure that you're applying to the right decision for you. Because if you press early decision, it's really hard to say, hey, I was just kidding. <laughs> because you are missing out on a lot of benefits and things of that nature too. So we really, you, I, I say personally, take a minute. Make sure that you have anybody that you have in your life be able to check it. Make sure that you have anybody that you have uh, look over your entire application. If you can do that in two weeks, send it in two weeks. But I, you need to make sure that it hits those check marks first in my box before throwing it out there. I was going to say, I might have to debate you on that one a little bit. Oh, it gets good. I know. I know. Um, I definitely don't think you should just apply the minute the Common App opens. But if you've been working on it all summer and you've done your due diligence and Mm -hmm. you have all those steps done, that just shows me that you are super ready and you are super committed to come to High Point. And that's great. Now, I honestly don't say, oh, why did this person apply on November 4th when this person applied on this? But if you are ready and re- I mean, if you're ready to go, send it. That's my opinion. So Sarah is the one that was going to say, just send it. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan says, take it slow. No, I think I'm going to be tween. I'm going gonna, gonna to be Switzerland here. I'm going to take the neutral <laughs> stance. Um, I kind of fall in the middle. I always tell students, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Ryan, though. Don't submit it right away. Right. You're, you're going to have new opportunities. And my thought process with that, too, is... A lot of the times, you know, the Common App, which is what High Point University uses, it's already open. You can go ahead, you can submit that today if you want. However, even though it's a wild and wacky year, senior year hasn't started yet. You don't know if you're going to be inducted into the National Honor Society this year yet. You don't know if you're voted captain of a team, which hopefully is still taking place. You You don't don't know if you won American Idol or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah, look at you with your voice. I know. (laughs) Making Simon Cowell cry and stuff. I said hi. Yeah, there, (laughs) There are all those different components that you might not have feedback or knowledge of yet. 
And so if you wait another month and a half, wait until late September, early October, once the school year has started, once you started hearing back about these things, that's just going to make your application stronger because you're going to have more to brag about. You're going to have more to put on there. Mm -hmm. I would say, though, I would I would debate Ryan saying waiting until the deadline because that, I don't know about you guys, that's when stress sets in. And yeah. that's where it's like, what if technology has glitches? What if I just forget that night to hit the submit button? Yeah, you need I a little like leeway my... time. Yeah. You need a little buffer. All right, my counterpoint buffer. for this. Okay. Why <laughs> I say wait until the deadline. Waiting until the deadline goes to where we said for our first question of being able to go and visit the school. Why would I apply to a school and spend all that time and money and the cha-ching? I don't want to spend the cha-ching on nothing. What if I spend all that money on a school that I show up on that campus and I'm like, wow, no. For whatever reason, for population, from the dorm rooms, for all of those reasons why you say no to a college, what if I press in that application and I'm like, ooh, too deep now, already got accepted, <sighs> gotta say no. So for me, it's allowing you more time to vet. It allows you to more time because I, I as, a, as a college student, applied to 13 schools when we didn't have Common App and I had to write them all. Me too. Yeah. I applied to two schools. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, applied to, I applied to about five. Yeah. Okay. So being mm -hmm. doing 13 schools and applying to them before even going and visiting, and then you have to go and visit 13 schools, how are you going to plan 13 college visits? My thing is, I think that students should, if they can, do their research. Do research on schools that are fitting your criteria in size or in major and then apply to those ones. Don't just apply to apply and maybe get a chance to uh, go and visit and things of that nature. I have a real hard time with I'm going to visit after I apply because yes. that means like why did you apply to a place that you've never seen before? You're going to say, hey, I'm going to apply early decision to Notre Dame and I've never been to Indiana. I'm like, well, how do you not do you not do you like Indiana? It's like I've never been there. Can't tell you. I like corn. I like so, Cornyn, the Fighting Irish. I think we are all agreeing, even though we want to say we're disagreeing. I think we're all agreeing that you need to do your Don't due diligence. Send it. <laughs> no, you need to do your due diligence. You need Ryan to do your right. research. Ryan was not right. Please Ryan take was that. Very right. Um, Hashtag Ryan was right. <laughs> and just make sure that it's the right time for you to apply. Like I said, if you've done your college visits and you've worked on that Common App and you have all that done. Okay, great. 100%. But, yeah. you know, just take your time and do it before the deadline. Yes, for the love of goodness. <laughs> yeah, don't miss the deadline. Don't I guess, I guess that's one of our biggest deadline. things. Yeah, if you please. miss the deadline, don't come crying to me. But you can come crying to me because <laughs> I will listen. I'm a softie. That's true. What's the next one? Um, so one of the questions, actually, that we got a couple times, Ryan, you mentioned it before, was just how much is it? to apply to colleges too much fair enough but, but how at much high point university <laughs> if you come and visit this is coming back coming back into circle the, back, the phrase circle, circle back, back. This is, <laughs> uh, yes the snake eats its tail we're going all the way back time is a flat circle but if you do decide to go on a tour and you and you go a lot of colleges high point university being one of them will give you an application fee waiver that completely waives the fee of having to uh, send in High Point University. I think it's $75, if I'm not mistaken, from the Common App to uh, apply to 50. It mm -hmm. was 75 at one point because a, par a f family told me 
last year that it was $75 to send their application and they were very upset that they did not get a fee waiver. So guess, Ryan's showing his age right now because it was probably 75 when he applied. Also, guess what? <laughs> I did give them a fee waiver. So they were just mad at me because they like to be mad. I, I believe it's $50. Okay, $50. It's $50 to apply. Is that at, a lot of money? It's fair, if you're applying to 13 yeah, colleges. Yeah, it's a fair amount. Right. Well, because here's the other thing I will say. It's $50 to apply here at High Point if you don't have one of our fee waivers, of course. Um, but other colleges are $75, $100, $25. Other colleges are going to be a different amount. So if the average cost is probably about 50 per college and you're applying to 13 schools, right. that's a good chunk of change right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when I was in high school, my parents were probably not willing to pay for that many application fees. That's where coming back to vetting your sources out Mm -hmm. first will really come ahead. If you come to High Point and you get a fee waiver from one of your admissions counselors, phenomenal. But if you don't, that, I mean, $500, $600, $700 to send in all those applications, or or you can condense the list and make it a whole lot less for you so that's that's always my two cents or piece of wisdom when students ask that kind of stuff yeah and that also comes back even to even if you can't visit still being able to do the virtual tours or the virtual events and talk to your admissions counselor get a better feel for the school even Mm -hmm. before you apply as well like you were saying earlier Uh, Now, we mentioned fee waivers a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Like Ryan said, we do give them out to our students when they visit campus. Um, But where on the Common App does that actually go? So there is a section on the Common App that you're able to use these fee waivers. So if you actually uh, click on High Point University after you've chosen your colleges, there should be a drop-down menu. Uh, is, Is it under... What was it under... I think it's under uh, just the High Point University questions. Yes, under mm-hmm. questions. And it mm-hmm. says, would you like to use a university-specific fee waiver? And then you just add the fee waiver. It's and not at the end of the application, which no. a lot of people think. They wait to the end of the application and then say, hey, I never got to put in my fee waiver code. Right. So just it's, it's in a little bit of an obscure kind of spot. But just make sure, that, and just know it's not at the end. Yes, make sure you're accessing your colleges. Go to High Point University. Go to High Point University-specific questions. It'll be, would you like to add a fee waiver? It's right there. You put in your your digits, you save a whole bunch of money, and you thank me after. (laughs) So that was all the questions that we had on the docket for today. But I would like to add one final segment before we go, because we are a little bit under time that we thought we were going to be. So I wanted to do Ryan's Wisdom Corner of the Day. So this little corner, I did not tell my my co stars. I know I'm a little concerned about this. We are going to go around and we're going to say one little nugget of information you think the students in college or going to college should know prior to applying, prior to going to college. Any little bit of nugget of wisdom, even down to don't wear Crocs. It's like anything like that. Nugget of wisdom. One, you only get one. So who wants to go first? Oh, that's hard. My nugget of wisdom is use the cafeteria to all its glory. Um, They allow you to use takeout uh, to-go tins, and you can take two, fill the other two with cookies. Cookies are really good. The cookies here at High Point, I I have a very big sweet tooth, and they make amazing cookies, Mm -hmm. brownies. Oh, my goodness. That's what I'm saying. Now I now I just want to get a whole now I'm tray of that. Yeah, um, I would probably say my advice, especially once you're starting college, is 
join as many organizations as possible. Um, you can always back out of organizations. You know, you can go to those intro meetings, find out about them, and then find out that that's not really for you. Um, but that was the biggest thing that made an impact on me in college was just I started college as a very shy, introverted person, but it was really through the organizations that I that I felt at home in college and really felt comfortable. Um, and I know it can be a little little scary sometimes to kind of go out of that comfort zone and put yourself in a position to, to meet new people and join new organizations. But honestly, that's what's going to cement you into that community. That's what's going to make you feel more like you're at home, more like you have that second family. Uh, so I always say join those organizations. And if I'm gonna, I'm gonna add a half a one. If that's okay, Ryan. That's fine. Yeah. Join organizations that you've never joined before. Mm. You know, just because you were in the environmental club in high school, yeah, totally still continue that if that's important to you in college. But maybe you've never done an improv group. Go join the improv group, or go try the outdoors club, or you know, whatever it might be. Try something new. Push yourself mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah. So what do we do if someone stole your nugget? Because that was like absolutely my nugget. Then someone stole your nugget and that's going to be a new segment of today someone stole my nugget. So I think my, what I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that is, especially at a liberal arts university like High Point, take some classes that you've never thought you would ever take. You know, take advantage of the fact that you can take a film class or a pre-law class or I took some pretty awesome classes that were outside of my major when I was in school mm-hmm. and those were actually the classes that I remember. I remember my intro to film class. I remember my environmental biology class. I remember my pre-law class and I was not a pre-law, <laughs> pre-law track but I was able to take those and so I say like Though you have your major and though you have your interests, take advantage of the liberal arts aspect of it and just venture out and take some really interesting classes and see if you can kind of expand your horizons a little bit. Perfect. I like it. Do you have the do you have an outro that you wanted to do? Do you have a sign off? I don't because I was told that mine is too um motherly and parenty and Oh. Yeah. Cool. So who said that? I'm not going to say. Who is it? I'm not going to say. Was it Heidi? I'm not going to say. Was it me? Maybe. It was me. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the <laughs> HPU Confidential, uh, HPU Admissions Confidential podcast. We really uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we hope that it, you have found this uh, helpful and that it might be uh, an assistance to you down your college career path. We're going to try to put out more of these with different questions and different topics. Hopefully have some fun guests from High Point University also join us and answer questions. Mm-hmm. But if you do have questions, please let one of your admissions counselors know. They can be found on our website. Uh, remember to drink your water, drink that coffee. Make sure that if you have any questions, you let us know. And that's it. Woo!